have a whole bunch of these uh, proverbial shoogies coming up and in and uh, shoogies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shoogies of gaming, guys. The Xbox Kingdom Hearts players coming in and uh, shoogieing this shit up. That's funny. Let's see here. Well, it's uh, is it online and shit or what? What did they do with Kingdom Hearts three? Um, it's all, it's not online, it's just on the console. So then, what the fuck do you have to complain about, dude? They're not, like, clogging up a server or anything. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. They just get to play Kingdom Hearts. You have more people to talk about the game with now. Yeah, but they don't know Kingdom Hearts. Why is that a bad thing? They don't know Kingdom Hearts. They're gonna have to do, like, a whole Unless they do, just because they play Xbox One doesn't mean... They maybe didn't have fucking PlayStation 2 and shit. I'm just speaking for in the experience of the three people I talked to. Because I, don't I have a 360, but I played PS2. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I, his response was, yeah, I watched Mulan a few times. I can't be too much different. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> um, wait, Mulan is the same as... Because Kingdom, Kingdom, Hearts, Hearts? Kingdom Hearts is made by Disney. And also Square Yeah, but Square that's Enix. that's one Disney movie out of, like, Ex- all of them that they include exactly in the games, right? Exactly my point. What the fuck does that even mean? Exactly my point. Like, I'll watch Mulan a few times. I'll think I'll be able to, like, tag on to Well, I was, like, I, no, was never, I was never that into, like, Disney shit probably at that age anymore. And... I don't remember that much hype about Kingdom Hearts around people I knew. Anyway. Six titles. Nine was wrong. It was six titles that they've made. Yeah, I told you nine was wrong. They've made six titles. (laughs) They've not not made nine. But six titles of like little pieces of, I learned something on every one of those. And they're all at least 80 hours, 60 hours of gameplay. And I watched Mulan a few times. It's not gonna suffice. No, I agree. <laughs> like, that's not a exactly Kingdom Hearts research. I don't think. You know. So well, that's, that's interesting. That's there. that's the uh, that's why I said it's a, it's a it's that a, is that is your name, isn't it? Yes, it is. Gary Thomas. I'm Gary Thomas. What was mine again? I think it's Alan Schneider. Alan Schneider. That's right. That's right. So right in the middle, like there, bittersweet because sweet that it's. Everyone's getting a piece. I feel but, you. But I feel what you're sense. saying on the spin show. Shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> on the spin show. It is the spin show. Is it the spin show? That you're saying the song. Yes. <laughs> that's fine. That's that's. I was probably there already. Yeah. Let's give it an extra <laughs> one. It's the spin show. Um. You guys, it's part two of the video game history. And I'm pretty excited because we're actually going to talk about things that we've been alive to play. <laughs> Once again, I'm Gary Thomas. If, if you must. <laughs> this is the fucking spin show. <laughs> um, where we left off last time, there was... A brief history. There was... Uh, we did a brief history of how things kind of got started. And as we know... In 1983-ish, there was a huge crash in the market, and we already had the drum roll for Nintendo. I don't think they need a second one. They know how well they're doing. But Nintendo brought things back with the NES, and I'm just trying to find it right now. Oh, it's right there. Okay. A beautiful little box. So yeah, Japan jumps onto the scene, man, and they really save everything. Um... Did you ever play much NES? Did you ever have a system to play? I, I played it in Uncle's house a few times when I visited. But exactly. I never actually owned an NES played on my some own. random games. But uh, my, what do you call like a, an aunt had an NES. And we had from Zelda to like, I don't even remember all the other games I we played. It was just... I remember like going head first into Zelda and like. Did they have that on NES or was that SNES? No, NES, original Zelda. 
first Legend of Zelda. Shit, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, you start off with nothing. You start off on a beach with not a sword or nothing, and you you just gotta explore find and the find goddamn some shit. sword yeah. and shit. And I do go. like Zelda games that way, man. They it's really so make good. it uh, intellectual as well as actiony. Especially for Very that time, cool. like you never, you never thought you could like be so immersed into something that's like been created. You were transported into a, a, a new world at that point, and it, at at, a, at at then, no one had felt that sort of immersion and that sort of mysticism. They brought like their Dungeon of Dragons to life. I had just played a person's life and like died as them, and like the whole. Uh, yeah, very cool. Very thorough. I a lot of brand. I. I I think that people probably agree. When these game systems are more simple like this, you really needed a lot of, uh, not, I don't want to say brain power. Obviously, there's brain power involved in making the games, but the games involve a lot of brain power to complete them because that's what made them interesting. Mm -hmm. You only have such an, so much, so much to work with as far as graphics and display and stuff. And, you know, the intellectual intrigue is kind of what, you know, things that, like, Legend of Zelda made made things puzzles to solve. Stuff like that. Like, you, you had to, like, think differently. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like, in ways that, like, you'd think how I Which would, is true for, not just NES. I mean, this is true for, like, How I could, things. like, program these different things and make it. You had to be smart about the programming because, like, okay, I have to, I have certain amount of bits I have to work with, and if I go over at any point, or if I can, and predict... the and the music is very cool. Exactly, it's actually very cool. And there's it's weighing. there's things that they've remastered that, uh, like the Day of the Tentacle was originally what eight or sixteen bit or something mm-hmm. like that, eight, and they remastered it and redid the music and everything too, mm-hmm. but. In the remastered version, you could switch back to the 8-bit version whenever you wanted to. And the music would switch and everything, too. And at some parts, the 8-bit music is way cooler right. than the like full orchestrated version of it, you know? Because they, just, they knew what sounds they were working with and made them very cool. Anyway, let's, let's, keep, let's keep going, because we got a fuck ton of shit to try we and do. cram in here. Um, so... 1985, NES brings video games back onto the scene, and then you're taking this away from me right as I'm about to say something. Mm -hmm. In 1986, there's the Sega Master System. Um, This was shit from here. Technically speaking, better tech than things before. It had changed the whole game into the 32-bit era, and. As a lot of you may know, or you might not, it had a con- uh, cartridges that you could switch in and out, as well as what you would call Sega cards. And you could have lower lower grade games, or well, I wouldn't say lower grade games, but faster to program for a whole, whole bunch of like these so the, IT the, masters I, to push out. The Sega card thing kind of confused me. What is the difference between... Because the, they're like little credit card sized fucking things it's just yeah. like a chip or something it's that it reads exactly right? yeah it's just like so reading, what like, what are they like mini games or something no or? like yeah you could say like they're mini games but like the ones that i had it was like something called like backcountry or something like that and it was a whole like five or ten levels of like a whole like side-scrolling like castlevania game you're like going through like all these bats and stuff are coming through and you're like dodging you're getting weapons and you're like dodging through these and bats. so what how did how does that compare to the other games like that were out for yeah. let's say the NES is already out right and right. the and the cartridge games that they, they were like they were like cartridges yeah like okay, everything so like else regular old for cartridges the, for, the for, the, for the top of the master system they looked uh, a little bit more vibrant than I'd say what the NES did but also the fact that like you could pump them out so much faster like the only thing like that looked different between the Sega cards and the, and the cartridges was nothing it just was like how much you could fit on there for the most part I could say so the games were just like shorter on the cards yeah yeah and maybe so like, what is so depth. what I, I don't know that's interesting that there's two different ways to market 
the whole thing. Games for the console. I think they were trying to like. It wasn't like a. I, I kind of just really quick. It, I just kind of imagined it as like. The cards came with the regular cartridge games that you would get for it, or something, as like mini games of the main game, like the Chow thing in Sonic. Oh, I see. Later, later on, obviously. No, but, no. But you, they're just completely different. Completely games. different games that had nothing to do with anything. You wouldn't get them with. You wouldn't get like little Sega cards with games. You buy like a game, and then like you can go get like a pack of Sega cards or something like that. But like buy single like cards and like it was just like a new way to market it's like um best way i could say is like let's say like the well GameCube, no it makes the sense GameCube say you, maybe for different it levels of different. production if you don't have as enough money to produce like a whole fucking cartridge super mario world size game uh you could make a little shorter thing maybe like a frogger style thing with only so many levels or like whatever it makes sense it was easy it was quick it opens the market to more people. And it looked just I, as I good. I like that. So anyway, what comes... Oh, shit, I dropped it. What comes after the uh, Master Right after System the Master game? System, we have... And and rest in peace, Master System. You really changed how I played my video games. Why rest in peace? Is there like... Uh, well, because it's, you know, just discontinued and stuff. I was back in the... There's a read in the... A read? Oh, here. Man. Yeah. Right after that, we have... Uh, I need a flashlight. Here, you got you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I would keep interrupting. <laughs> on, your, on, on your way. Where was that? Where was that? Let's see. We got the Mr. Genesis here. The Sega Genesis. Right after the Master System? No, it doesn't seem right, right? What, uh... Well, let's talk about the... These are the same year. I just... I don't know. Those are okay. bad order. Okay. Maybe okay. talk about the Game Boy first. Let's talk about the Game Boy. Uh, the Game Boy, over in 89. 8-bit, worldwide handheld. First first handheld... Uh, <laughs> Way over there in uh, the year 1989. All right. Over there. <laughs> I still need that fucking flashlight. I'm sorry. Yeah? You lost the read? What, what do I need to read for? I must have a light. I must have a lighter be. Found a read looking for the lighter. Just, just it's in here. Just jostling you. It's in here. I can feel it. It's. I keep pushing it away because I touch it and then it moves. Wait, let me steal this. Talk about the Game Boy. Original Game Boy. It has uh, two dials. One for contrast. One for brightness. It, black and white. Right? Black and white, yeah. It's, it's almost like a purple if you think about it. And, uh... What? A purple? Yeah, yeah, it's like a deep purple. It's less of a black and white. I don't know how to say it. And it, it popularized, uh... That good old, uh... <laughs> Tetris, man. Everyone loves Tetris, right? They do now. Because back in 1989, we brought this crazy old flare stripping square flipping hair clipping game on over to the US and all around Nintendo done did it it released with Super like Mario it. World ow there you go man <laughs> oh he's over here dying I am dying dude I can't fucking I lost this shit it's a small lighter yeah dropped it right in the seat before I was even in my hand he's over here he's gonna deflect and blame other people <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna say that about me. Okay. All right. Ouch. Okay. Seriously, we'll find it later. We'll find it. I'll, I'll have to get out. And it was a great little bag. game system. It was a chill little. Uh, it got, it got everyone to thinking like maybe there's a, maybe there's a future in this. Maybe games can be something. And that's when it. Uh, I feel the big, the second big boom happened. Right after the Game Boy, we had the good well, old portable thing. Is such a huge thing, right? It changed the way that people right. play. People, people got fired you for can, the first time. You can take it with you for you like can, pl playing games on the job. In school, fucking playing your Game Boy and shit. It was no joke, my friend. The was Genesis came Pokemon out the same year for the original no, Game Boy. No, there wasn't. Too? There was not. I think. 
No, no, no. no. But then we had the Genesis, which, with games like Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a favorite among all. Nintendo picked it up once Sonic, uh, Sega got rid of them. And there was Kid Chameleon, one of my classics, almost like a Kirby-ish character. They just broke out into a whole new wave of what visuals could be inside of a programming scape. Kick a kick a kick a kick a child chameleon. <laughs> if you ever seen any Sonic game and heard all the music inside of it, it first off, like it's it's almost dizzying the first time you you boot it up because it well probably not now if you're used to all this mi- uh, media. Well, this is Sonic for which system? Uh, Sega Genesis. We're on the oh, Genesis okay. here. Cool. You'd uh. It felt like you were in a casino. It felt like you... There was actually a casino world. <laughs> there was a casino. Yeah. Right. You'd, uh, it felt like you were in Vegas, man. You you couldn't get That's away from cool. it. And you... there. I couldn't figure out how they hadn't like overloaded their systems with how many lights and stuff was going on. They had done magic in this programming. And there's ways you could like, trick it. Like, maybe, like, the advent of, you know, when you hit somebody in a video game, how the light, the, the screen flashes? Just the, the screen flashing turns off all the pixels, so it gives it time to, like, reload everything and then redoes everything. It's a trick to, like, help the game process. Oh, interesting. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Just little little things back in the back in those days that we use nowadays that are what you would say canon inside of what how video games look, you know, like things that they would do just so that, that stuff wouldn't break is now the norm, the standard, the if that if the game doesn't have it, it looks weird. Right, right. And now it yeah. you don't even it's, need that yeah. that type of stuff and people still put it in their it's games. It's part of the visual language. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what's after the Genesis? Right after the Genesis we're chilling with the one of my one of my personal favorites, uh, the SNES, which is a lot of what what my friends are's first system when they were children. What about you? What was your first system that you played? The uh, Dreamcast, actually. Oh, you're your favorite. I didn't thing. have any video games for a long time. The Super Nintendo, it sold well. It's like the it's like the Shrek. Of video game systems, it just stayed. It just stayed around <laughs> for for quite a for, <laughs> just kicked it all in the theaters and everyone's thing from 1990 to 2003. That's like longer than we remember 9/11. Well, we Ta-da. still remember 9/11. Okay. 16. Now we just know it was an inside job, and it was. The best seller of the console's generation, which was everything around then. Because Jeff Fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Motherfucker. <laughs> Bush did 9 11. <laughs> and this was in uh, 1990. Or Right on the, the pinnacle of politics in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't say. I don't know. We had great games like Goof Troop, which. Killed Sorry, the what, color palette. What is 1990? This is the SNES. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, still? Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. They destroyed the color palette and how things were uh, visualized. Even Monopoly was stunning. <laughs> <laughs> you had to like really understand. I, I'll still turn on my back. Timon and Pumbaa, Donkey Kong Country, but nothing took the cake like its best-selling game, Super Mario World. It just... It, it made me understand what Mario was. There was nothing Dude, Super else. Mario continues to be, like, such a massive selling game. Every iteration of Super Mario does, like, so well. That it's hard to make it It'll bad. keep showing up as the bestseller for new, more Nintendo consoles. I'm they, have, sure. they have the perfect template. You run, you dodge stuff, you get to the end. You save your girlfriend. Like, what? <laughs> what? What else do you need? What else? It's 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 quite simple. 
moving on from there. 99% of the time, you're disappointed by an ugly reptilian monster. <laughs> but then at the very end, you get that pig. This plumber comes up. Sweeps you off your feet. You get that pig and pig. He also trips shrooms. He does. That's why he gets so big. There's mushrooms that are aphrodisiacs, too. That's probably what that he has a, means. He, has a, he also has a pretty weird little brother. Mario. That he totes around with him all the time. In, in the entirety of himself. Is a phallic symbol. <coughs> now, I want you to keep that in mind and go back and replay Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> 1994, we have the very first switchable <laughs> CD compact disc. Uh, switching console, and that's the PlayStation 1. PlayStation Original. And it has one of the first consoles to have 3D games. 3D games were... Yeah, they were trippy. The first time people were, like, immersed in that level, because first were... I remember playing Hydro Thunder on that shit. Well, Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder was fun as fuck, I'm not gonna lie. Tomb Raider. Um, Ape Escape. We had per, uh, 3D rendering inside of 2D side-scrolling games like Tekken. We have these fighting games that are having like rendering and stuff like that. Um, Sim City and stuff. Actually walking around a city and feeling like they're there. Mega Man Legends. Um, Spyro, dude. Spyro. Oh, Twisted dude, Metal. Fucking Spyro. Actual car games. <laughs> you know what I mean? before. Not like that. Not like this. No, what was the... So much so that the its best-selling game was Gran Turismo. Oh, this its, is the one that's Gran Turismo. All right, never for mind. For its um, realistic driving and... Didn't they have, like, a motocross game and shit for that, too? They had everything for PlayStation 1. Like... Tony Hawk started on, on, on PS1, yep. right? Tony, Tony Hawk's Hawk. Pro Skater. Finally, a Bro. skating game that you feel like you're actually skating Bro. instead of just side side scrolling and Fucking flipping a sick, stick, dude. flipping a damn this stick. Fun as fuck. Changed everything, fun. and this is when I feel everyone said we can do this for a living. We can, and now now this is getting like crazy. I can visualize whatever I want and make it, and that's when Nintendo stepped up to the plate and hit the ball out the park with the N sixty four. N64, N64. 64, living up to its name. <laughs> it's a 64-bit processor. I wonder where the revenue... Over in 90, 1996. It, uh... What was I? I wasn't even in kindergarten yet. Yeah, I was like three. And this thing was <laughs> breaking... Breaking all the boundaries with... With... The worst guitar <laughs> with the worst controller scheme ever. It's still. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I still don't what understand they what they were there. thinking there. For sure. Didn't make any damn sense. It was weird as fuck. It had the most playful and lively games that I can reminisce about to the day, and holding what people consider the best game of all time, which is Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Oh yeah, that was in '64. It was. There uh, are some fucking Donkey Kong games on '64 that were. Fun Donkey too. Kong '64 is right up there, yeah. top ten for me. Donkey Kong was great. For uh, the papers. Mario so, Kart '64. Oh man, was a huge one for N64. Don't I know that for sure. Started. And the Super Mario '64. Super Mario '64 is the best-selling one of its of its, uh. Oh, capsuled for, people oh, for the console, yeah. It's cartridge buddies, and it and it went on to still be lauded today. It's people are still making mods. People are still ripping stuff from N sixty four games and like taking it. People are making samplers of its music and dude, fucking. It changed a lot of people's lives. And Metro wasn't there a Samus game on sixty four? Yep, Metroid Prime. Metroid and and. People would rent N64s just to play them for their birthdays. Zelda, of course. And that's what the birthday party was. We, like, all have dinner or, like, eat some lunch. We sit around an N64 that they rented for the day or something like that. And then everyone would go home one by one, you know? 
what, what used to be like pinned to the hill on a donkey, we were now sitting around this, <laughs> game, you know, this video game console, and it wasn't just the kids getting into it. This is back when like all the parents were just like, "Oh, look at well, this!" Well, I think thing. it's like, gonna be happening. With it was every generation so new. Now it was so version of that, right? Well, okay. So what comes next? Right after that, we have your first one. Want to introduce it? Oh, I already know what it is. What year does this come out? Nineteen ninety-eight, which might be actually the year that I got one, or shortly after. It's the Sega Dreamcast. This was the first console I had at home. It's got a fucking whole sixteen megabyte RAM, and uh, the best seller of the bunch is probably one of my favorites that we had was Sonic Adventure. Ooh, I played that game over and over again. It was it was so much fun. So much fun. Sonic Adventure was great, dude. That that was especially coming the from the greatest this, platformer, bro. This crazy 2D world that you're so fantasized with back in the day and then now you're finally You're playing it in 3D and shit, dude. Are it's Sonic. amazing. You're running just There as was fast. a Sonic Adventure too also. Uh yeah, Sonic Battle Adventure 2. No, no, Sonic Adventure 2. Mm-hmm. Was that on... Maybe that was on PS2. I think it was on Dreamcast. Maybe At least it was, was on, on Dreamcast. Dreamcast sure. Anyway, they but added like another multiplayer thing to that and everything. But anyway, the, this is the Sonic Adventure was so This is the system sick, that dude. really... Yeah, really quick though. Yeah. Every character had their own little storyline... And when you ran into them in the main, like, say you're playing, like, when you start the game, you choose a character. Yeah. And you have, like, Sonic and Tails to choose from. Because, obviously, you start with those guys. And they're basically, like, you see some of the same boss battles happen and stuff. You just get them from different perspectives. And in some cases, like, a couple of the characters are, like, way out left field, not connected to anybody. And you get to, and like, dude, Knuckles' story is such a fucking trip. He, like, has these, like, trippy back-in-time levels where you have to find, you know, you're always you're always looking for shards. Yeah. The Knuckles levels are you're looking for the shards the and the Chaos Emeralds. Emeralds, right? And he has these super trippy, like, where his where his culture came from and the history of protecting the chaos emeralds and like he has these weird visions and stuff and you explore the like ancient temples when there's like people there it's just fucking there's some really super mysterious shit about the story in sonic adventure that was like really fucking cool um, That's what I was gonna say about the whole system. It's it, so it's, sick. It started dude. a whole so fucking sick. It started a whole. How do I say it? You know when you like started learning about the gorillas, and you start felt like this like weird mysticism around the whole thing, and like a a weird kind of like, oh man, like I wonder what's going on. I, I, I could... that, that version of that for me is Sonic Adventure. Exactly. There's That's, a whole yeah. lore, and like I feel like that around like all the games that were started to get released like there's like uh jet set radio and uh you know like uh, ssx tricky and stuff like that they all have like this dude ssx is fucking fun. all this weird air oh about God. them that like led to like let's get ready to rumble and stuff like that it, it had like this weird like atmosphere around it that made you feel like Oh man, it felt like the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, it, I know what you mean. You know, like yeah, especially when you get to the end of like Sonic Adventure, and you're fighting this crazy. Um, um, it's chaos, right? Yeah, chaos, chaos is the like beast the that he thing. like feeds all the the gems to. But you get a bunch of them. Or one of them, or so, I forget how that works, but you turn into this like golden supersonic thing, mm-hmm. and just the oh, the final boss battle in that game is one of the most climactic final like 
fights or like battles or whatever levels whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. of like any game that i can remember playing dude it's so it was intense amazing because chaos like all the way up to it you're finding like different like types of chaos so, like a fish one and like a bird one like all these different yeah like, the build-up was really good was and intense. they had all kinds of di- they had levels where you're flying airplanes and and was like snowboarding, oh, dude, and like going snowboarding down. and sandboarding and and running up like things. You went into the casino. You could play pinball and shit. Jumping and trains like, and in the wild west, dude, yeah, dude. Going the game fishing. is so cool. Yeah, fishing with big. Don't even talk about number two. Number two is interesting. They added like a race thing, you know, like a multiplayer competitive thing. And they included that in the Knuckles levels where you're looking for shards. You had to find them before the other people you were playing with and stuff. It was pretty Heck cool. Yeah, it's like a, like it was a race cool. against time. Straight up, you yeah. race. It's Sonic. Well, moving on from the Dream Pass. Thank you, Dream Pass, for setting it up. At least for maybe how things should be going like it, it you, you guys really captured the the time you guys really captured like how the world was feeling at around like 2000 not even yeah. to mention you know the quake games. oh especially quake later, 3 later. arena sniper scope they had oh, fuck i remember that stuff fur fighters Golden was Recon, fucking fun as fuck fur fighters was like an arena battle game there was a tomb raider game there was there was, there was, I, I, fucking, I don't even remember, dude, it was, they had some dope shit on that system. Anyway. Did you ever have a Game Boy Advance, by the way? I had, uh, I had an SP when those came out. Ooh, I forgot about those, yeah. But that also played a Game Boy Advance game. Yeah. So right here, we're at the 1998 Game Boy Advance. No, this is Game Boy Color. Good old Game Boy Color. Mm. Regular old Game Boy Color. I had one of those. I had a green one of those. I had the, the see-through glacier blue one, like ice blue. That's cool as fuck. Yeah. I liked my green one, too. I still have it somewhere. I have no idea where mine's at. Oh, yeah, my mine, like, I remember going to my uncle's house. You keep finding that. With good old gold <laughs> version inside. Best-selling game by the Game Bro, Boy Color, by the way. that is definitely the one I gold played and most silver. on Game Boy Color. And sure. I remember going home and then, like, looking, like, all over for my Game Boy and just can't find it. I just couldn't find it. I was like, I remember, I was just playing these things at my, grand, my, my uncle's house. And then, like, I was like, we gotta go, dude. Bro, my fucking Game Boy. Like, I'm not leaving without my Game Boy. It just disappeared. And it just disappeared. I just never found it again. And then, like, yeah. It's so sad. I lost Silver Version just like that. Bro, like, you know what the worst thing was? Because I was, like, sharing a Game Boy with my sister at the time. And then, like, I get back home. And then my sister's all like, so where's the Game Boy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, you know how my sister is. Yeah. And then like, this is like back when we're like kids and stuff. It's like, like a, you're I, like, I, I, like, I don't I, know. I, I honestly don't know what the Game Boy is. I was like, you're hiding this Game Boy from me to take this gold version for you. And like, she wouldn't talk to me for like two months because she thought I had the Game Boy. I was like, no, man. Like, you would have seen me with it. I'm not that sneaky shit, dude. Like, you would have seen me with this Game Boy. Yeah, dude. Oh, man, it was gone. But speaking of that, like, there is... My grandma, bless her heart, for Christmas, the year that those games came out, got me gold and silver version. Damn. And I was like, oh, my God. You don't know how cool this is, Grandma. Like, I was so stoked. Both. And then my silver version just up and disappeared one day. Just the same way. Weird. So went in on gold. gold. Yeah, went in on gold. Did you by chance have uh, red and blue? Oh, the next Game Boy that I had was the SP. We'll talk more about that when we get okay. there, but probably the next blue version what came before like gold and silver was dope like 
was, uh, no, I, I think my first Pokemon games were gold and silver versions, actually. Yeah. Well, to actually talk about this game for a second, we're going to go into the Game Boy for a second. 8-bit with a color screen. Um, this game was the first time in my life that I saw, like, games take over something. Like, something was released, and there was a wave of everything in the media. You couldn't get away from it. When Blue and, when Blue and Red came out, like, every single kid... Oh yeah, I at my school had a Game Boy. People and were getting in trouble playing those during class. Getting in and trouble shit, in the class. Sure. Um, it got to a point where it was surreal. We'd go to recess, and there was no kids playing. There, there was <laughs> no kids playing Game Boy. Everyone, because have you ever been to Delaga Elementary? You know how there's just there's just a fuck ton of benches right there. You go down there, and it's like a, there's a lunch area, and there's just a whole bunch of benches next to the sandbox. It's like a, a sandbox. If you take the, the same about amount of space there, and you and you fill it with chairs, it's right there. And whether you had a Game Boy or not, you were sitting there playing your Game Boy or watching someone play your Game Boy with gold, uh, with blue and red, and then everyone like. Flipping around with their link cables, babbling each other, telling people how to get past stuff, sharing tips and tricks. It was the first like time I saw like community built over That's something cool. that, that was yeah. like it was really cool. Well, the portable game system makes that really possible, right? Too, you know, link cables and shit. The electronic color. You could trade Pokemon with people. Dude, you could battle each other. Amazing. Electronic rules were um, set into my school the we, first time ever in history. Yeah, they started not allowing you to bring them and shit. I yep. remember that too. We gotta keep going. Okay, let's I'm go. Sorry, on. we're we gonna to have to shorten. Next, the year two thousand, good year, is my very favorite system of all. God damn, this is a good one. This is the PlayStation Two, my friend. Mm, one of my favorites too. Take it in, take it in. Probably played this one more than any other thing. All my favorite games have ever been on here. Um, thirty-two megabytes of RAM, removable memory. the The best-selling game on this is everyone. Give it up for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Fuck yeah. Oh man, going down game. Rogue Street. 17.3 million copies sold and still counting. People are still buying, buying San Andreas. It's a whole thing. It changed the way that I viewed 3D stuff because that's right, that's right when 3D gaming had become so smooth enough to render correctly. Like There was stuff like you could fly planes and see. You could fly planes. You could. I don't know. PS2, I remember Jack and Daxter. Ratchet uh, and Clank. That whole series. Ratchet and Clank. Sly for sure. Cooper. Sly Cooper for sure. Fucking. GTA, the series. Yeah, definitely some GTA. My favorite. Like Vice City and Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. All the Final Fantasies too. that came out for it. It so got me much into RPGs. I had Star Wars Battlefront also. Shout out PS2. to Final Fantasy X to Final Fantasy Twelve. Star Wars Battlefront was amazing. My personal favorite game of all time, Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus, for so sure. So beautiful. Such a good concept. I, I know there's more. There's so many more. You can just keep going. But moving on, let's do this. We gotta move on, though. 2001, we came out with the good old cube. That Nintendo did it again. It was uh, commercially a flop, though, when I really think about it. Didn't yeah, they? mostly because of the competition. The GameCube didn't do so well compared to, like, what else came out around it? PS2? Yep. Xbox and shit? Yeah, was Xbox. next thing up, right? Like, Which didn't, really didn't do so anything. well. It was Nintendo's first disc console, though. They had those weird mini discs. I never. Right? Still, why they did that, but the console was pretty compact, and I liked that they added that thing later where you could play 
basically game game not game game boy games on the gamecube right. on the full on screen the and everything thing. which is pretty sick which actually happened but, on super yeah, nintendo didn't, too didn't do so well if you didn't have a game boy and you had a super nintendo i have a cartridge right here that has is a it's a cartridge that on the top has Game Boy slots. So you can oh, it's just Game like Boy an adapter. An adapter. That's interesting. All your Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, and it's the best know. thing in. Well, anyway, what's moving next? moving on from that? We get to the best selling system of that generation, which is the Xbox. Two thousand one. Mm, that was huge. It is the king of the crop. Everybody had an Xbox. Halo 2 being the best-selling one of all time on that one. And Halo got it. its start where Xbox got its start. It was It's kind of an amazing thing I didn't realize. They, they used Halo, the original Halo, to market Xbox in the first place. And Halo was like a nothing game before that. You uh-huh. know? Nobody... Halo and Xbox are one. Enormous. They are one thing. It uh, it it had by by far the smoothest uh processor, and all that. It it was so smooth that you didn't even. If you ever played Halo, Halo Two, you while at the peak of when it was on, kids didn't go outside, and now it it was the beginning of the electronic era. (laughs) Things were just getting too damn good. Um, if you didn't have an Xbox, you were a loser. <laughs> I was one of those losers. Me too. <laughs> and with the PS- PlayStation 2. But PlayStation 2, I felt, was better. So, hey. Later on, we have uh, the DS, which stands for the dual screen. Nintendo does it again. Played Dude, all your screen, Game Boy Advance games. Touch screen, stylus thing responsive mic and everything a DS was pretty cool there was nothing I never had one but I always thought those were fucking sick it changed the game I played I just played that fucking doodle chat thing you could do between them yeah picto chat I was picto chat thank you yeah I would just like borrow one like i had friends that had extra DSs if you could believe that that's fucking yeah, they crazy was around to me sometimes. But I'd, like, borrow one. And we'd just, like, picto-chat each other between, like, four people. And just make up hilarious pictures it's funny. and shit. It's, it's funny. It was so much fun, dude. You didn't even have to play a game. You could just... Converse. It was amazing. Anyway. Moving on from that, we have the PlayStation Portable. One of my... My favorite handheld by Sony. It has such a good resolution. You could... You could download it. It was like a little mini computer. You can download music, uh, go on the internet. It had Wi-Fi, LAN settings. It was basically the same thing as the PlayStation. Just you could take it around with. Yeah, you. it was like the same exact format as that we have today. Different the PlayStation game cartridges, 4. Also, obviously. UMDs. Those suck. Moving on from there. This cartridge hybrid thing. We had the Xbox 360 that really. Really had a whole foothold inside the the market for a whole time with with titles like uh, Halo Three, Left for Dead, my favorite shooter. They had Borderlands as well as like PlayStation Two and stuff. Borderlands is fucking so much fun, dude. Uh, Crackdown and all those other games. Crackdown first... was on the original Xbox, actually. Oh uh, yeah, first first Xbox. Um, Xbox Three Sixty being the very first system to have wireless controllers, so that's an innovation in the gaming community, and everyone follows suit and hasn't changed since then. I think they came out with that later, right? It didn't default have wireless controllers. I think the... Yeah. No, maybe 360 did. You're right. I think you're right about that, actually. I mean, never mind. Maybe I had wireless controllers. I I was gonna... I wanna say that before we kind of, like, looked into this research a little bit more i didn't realize that i had kind of always pictured the gaming industry as having this neck and neck competition between like especially like sony and microsoft with nintendo kind of thrown in there with a very specific audience but Mm -hmm. it's always successful with that audience you know um 
But I always kind of imagine like Sony and Microsoft, I don't know, battling it out all the time, which it turns out Microsoft has kind of knocked it out of the park pretty fucking consistently. Yeah. And Sony's had some good ones too that they seem to have more of probably what's more of a cult following because statistics wise, Microsoft is like just better. Probably outsold Sony in the game industry. I feel it has a lot as to far do as with consoles go. Not only the console, but like who's backing it, Microsoft itself, you know. So D- they make a good machine, man. I, I, you know, but so does Sony. You know, it's like really. Um, I mean, I could play either one. It's really not much of a fucking translation. Everything yeah, works it's the same much way. The same. Moving on from there. Anyway. 2006, we have the revolutionary Wii, which is the first time that infrareds come back into the, the play, into playing your games. So no. it's Duck Hunt, I feel, on a, on a large scale. It's Yeah, it's Duck Hunt, but every game is like Duck Hunt. Right. No, but most of the shit was cooler than that. Some of the Mario Party stuff was cool on the Wii. They made minigames really mm-hmm. interesting. I, I think... I remember kind of a stigma against the Wii among, like, gamer gamers that I knew. Where they're like, oh, the pointing fucking thing. They're like, people saw it. Maybe it's just the age that I was at the time, but I remember people kind of seeing it as a uh, sort of a child's game console. Right, I can see that. Like a silly thing. I did have Super Smash Bros. Brawl. On the Wii, which was favorite, uh, one of my favorites. One of my favorite Smash games. That fucking game was as good as any Super Smash Brothers, except for the Wii U one. Fuck that one. I feel Wii. The only thing that held it back for me was that the Wii wasn't. It wasn't as sensitive as it should have been out the gate, and they fixed it on along with like sensitivity like stuff. Like well, you sort of had to gauge your room a little too. You couldn't have things in the way. You sort of had to, like, have an environment for the Wii. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, Xbox also had the Kinect, which holds, a, at least for a while, held a Guinness record for the fastest-selling electronic device ever. Right. Which I'm not exactly sure what fastest means, but... Apparently, people couldn't keep those motherfuckers on the shelves because <laughs> the Kinect sold like hotcakes. Um, I don't remember if that was before the Wii or not, or after, but... I think it was after the Wii, just for, for sure after the Wii. They definitely jumped on a trend there for sure then. But uh, anyway, after the Wii... You have this PlayStation 3. I'm going to talk about the PlayStation Vita also. Because they, they're, they're unique in, in each other. PlayStation 3 being the next thing, the, the successor to the PS2. Uh, coming out No with, way. Oh, yeah. Who knew? Are you sure? I think so. It, um... Because, I mean, the one before was the PS2. Right. But are you sure the PS3 is in any way, like, a connected like as a like a predecessor are you sure you know what we should do some more research before i think we might need to dive in we'll on see that. it on episode three we'll update <laughs> playstation via being the <clears throat> the predecessor to the or successor to the psp so we got like a new handheld a new console and you mean the, PS, the ps vita yeah vita, right yeah. Yeah. they made it so you can use the Vita as a controller for the PS3 and it allowed for uh, mobile hotspotting games and being able to play let's say on the bus or anywhere you wanted to uh, first time that the PlayStation Network was placed in place on a full scale and everyone is now connected well you could control your fucking PS4 3 and 4 I guess Oh, both? Yeah. You could control your fucking console with the thing, right? Yeah. And it also included all the control features, which the original PSP only had one thumbstick, right? Yeah, this one has two. This one has it's the full, full thing. Controller. It's a whole PlayStation controller, basically. You can remote play and then, like, look down. 
but you can basically it, it sort of removed more of that buffer or the not buffer but like the border between the PSP and the regular PlayStation consoles right. where you needed whole other cartridges it read discs and everything still it, it wasn't really a uh uh internet savvy sort of mobile thing as far as gaming was concerned but the ps vita was like not only smaller but like it has a pretty good it has a good enough screen i guess still to use mobile but like it's sort of like you can just basically play what was on your console on the ps vita right it sort of removed that like and you could download oh i have to buy this game twice if i want it on both my playstation things exactly you could download games on one or the other Take them where you wanted to go. You'd have to deal with a disc at all, actually, on the Vita, because it's all on the network now. Yeah, it's all download shit. Yeah. So it's anyway. Something in my eye. It hurts so bad. Yeah, get it in. Is what it is. Don't stop rubbing it. Don't stop rubbing it. No, definitely stop rubbing it. The Wii U. I have nothing really to say about the Wii U besides. I never played it's the, the Wii first, U. Uh, I never even played the Wii U, even one time. It's the first uh, console to have. It had a pretty interactive screen thing. The screen, yeah, the screen has a controller. They sort of like went a weird direction though with that. From the like, I see you could see, you could see the direction from the Wii to the Wii U, where like the controller is an interesting focus of the console, but having the screen in front of you. And also another screen in front of, in front you. of you. You had to like it, watch. Like when you think about it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like I mean, there there must have been some kind of mobile ability with the controls. Yeah, they're there, really right? trying there. They're reaching. I don't know. It seemed weird to me that like it's 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 like it's the dual screen worked with the DS. Sure. Because you're looking in the same Because place they're the both part. functional and they're right there. But, like, that's not the same when you have two completely... Di- I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And that was weird to me. After that... The Switch is way cooler, though. We have the PS4. I feel like that's really what they were going which for. Which is the first touchpad controller to be released. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Which is really nice. It has its intuitive touchpad. It's been used on different games in different ways. And besides that, just a regular old Sony DualShock that they've upgraded. Sometimes you just upgrade the little pieces and not try to re. Well, okay. Talk about go the from, games, though. You don't go PS4. from the N64 what, controller to what uh, is, Switch. What's your favorite PS4 game? My favorite PS4 game currently. Do you know what the best seller is, too? Um, by any chance? I don't know what the best seller is, actually. Uh, they usually don't release that until they stop, they discontinue the system. They should, should be a way to well, find out. Well, we can, now. anyway. What's your favorite PS4? Right now it's. gonna have to go with Borderlands 2 Remastered. Edition. Really? Yeah, just because um the nostalgia. I didn't get to four player capability couch sitting on it's the Borderlands. It's pretty fucking cool, yeah. It is pretty fucking cool. It, it ch- uh, yeah, it was already my I favorite. I can't believe sh- they did that because nobody's doing that shit anymore. Yeah, it, it really just like, oh man, hell yeah. That was so sick. Oh, uh, from there. They added other, the the prequel thing is pretty fucking cool, too, just because they had a whole different hero classes and stuff. Right. Got the Xbox One. Pretty good system. Does it have a touchpad thing, too, or no? Huh. No. It doesn't. They don't. Regular old controller. Regular old stuff. Waiting for a Left 4 Dead 3. That's what I'll have something to say. <laughs> After that, we got the I think Gary's a, I think Gary's a little biased uh, in the Sony direction, if I 
if I'm reading that correctly. It, they're, they're a good system. It's I know system. it's in your house. <laughs> How many Xboxes have you ever had, Gary? One. What? Which Xbox was that? The original. The best one. You've never had any other Xbox? No. Too brand new. I played every game on them. Every exclusive I've played. Sure. And beat. Dude, Besides I gotta Alan say, Lake, most of my video game experience is definitely on other people's out? consoles. True. Okay. I wonder if Alan Wake came out on everything else. I don't know what that is. Anyway. Are we, are we sort of at the end of our thing? Yeah, we're on the I last mean, one. I mean, there's Xbox One. There's also Nintendo Switch. Yep, that's the last one. Which has come out pretty recently. And it has... Uh, Two years ago, right? One of the games that I need to buy, which is uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's Not to uh, mention the new Super Smash Brothers, man. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I think that game's probably going to fucking help the Switch sales quite a bit. 100%. It has every character from the roster ever back in it. And it's a pretty cool idea, too. Because you, you, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can take. So the controller that you normally play with on the console at home is like a screen and buttons on either side, kind of like the Wii U controller, right? Uh huh. But. When you take it with you, you can take that whole thing with you and then also and and just play it like that as like a mobile thing with that controller screen. Right? Yeah, because the screen itself. But then you can also separate the controllers from that and, and use too. both of those and play multiplayer games on the mobile screen yeah with the controllers free of the screen right exactly i i love that it idea changed, dude it's, it's, it's yeah. uh the switch is such a cool idea bro it's like the ultimate ps vita and you can go anywhere because the yeah, console, or anything, dude? because the console itself is the uh, is the screen that you're moving around. It has everything downloaded right there, so you don't have to worry about lag or anything like that. If you're yeah, playing an online game, you just need Wi-Fi. It's pretty dope. Um, and now, as we wait for Kingdom Hearts Three to download, yeah, coming out. Tonight, midnight tonight. Gary's got it right. Slowly trickling into your console as we speak, just yep. like a fucking coffee maker. Ready to play some time for me. Ready to pound out. Ready to play out that Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, Take that into this one, man. Dude, yeah, we gotta wrap this shit up, but. Definitely fun to dive into this stuff. Kind of a summary version. I think we'll come back to video games a whole lot doing this show. Right. It's something that interests both of us and many people that we know. I hope it interests you guys too, like we were saying before uh, on the last one. Leave some comments. Uh, they're timestamped on SoundCloud. That shit is cool. Leave some comments on the parts. Let us know how you feel about the show. We we got thick skins, guys. We can take it. You fucking really, you know, lay into it. <laughs> um, We're just starting this out. Do what you can. But yeah, you know, criticism uh, what we want. Drop us some shit on on the spin show. Insta. On Instagram. On Twitter. Facebook. There's the Facebook page. Um, Tumblr. Always on SoundCloud as well, obviously. There's an RSS. We our, love hearing of from our podcast. you guys. If you want to check us out Subscribe on, to uh, that shit. You can find us on Apple Podcasts Apple Podcast. now. I think if you do the SoundCloud thing, you get the episodes like a little bit earlier. Definitely. Probably not so much earlier that you would even care. But I'm just throwing that out there. Um, it's always good to... Love yourself. Love and, and love what you do. And love art. 
to follow your passions, to follow your love. Listen to your love and give love to everyone. Yes, it's free. It's free to give. And it actually, it gives back as you give it. It's one of those things. Love gives you love as you give love. Damn. It's going to turn my brain in circles. I think about that too much. Just keep keep turning, bro. You'll get it. Just keep spinning. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously you love love. And you get the spins. You get those spins. You must. 